Kurt Schlichter here with the Unredacted Podcast on Town Hall VIP. I got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about uh, what's happening with the president's challenge to this manifestly bogus election. Uh, I would love to talk about my new book, Crisis, this fifth Kelly Turnbull novel, which just dropped last weekend and got to number 33 in all of Amazon. Yeah, there's like 8 million books on Amazon, and number 33 was mine. And uh, uh, among other things, I'm going to talk about what insane stuff is like 1 to 32, because it's like you would think, God, Kurt, that's a great accomplishment. And then look at the people who beat me and with what. It's it's actually quite remarkable. So we'll be doing that. And uh, uh, I, I, I want to talk about my adventure with COVID because I've been recovering from it. So all that on Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast. And uh, we'll uh, uh, let, let's let's talk about the least interesting thing right now, which is the legal uh, wrangling around the president. And as you guys know, I worked for the president's team in Nevada a couple weeks ago for a couple days. Uh, then I came back. Then I came down with a, uh, you know, the plague. I'm not going to tell you any kind of confidential stuff that I know. And I don't know what the Kraken is. I've never met the Kraken. I don't have, uh, I'm not following the Kraken on Twitter. I'm not getting texts from the Kraken. Uh, there's no Kurt Kraken interacting. It's, uh, I, I just, I, I don't know about that stuff. Uh, now there's two schools of thought. One school is Sydney Powell could do no wrong. The other thing is, well, Sydney Powell, she's talking a lot. And, you know, I, I, I think it's a, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Here's mine. I, I, I've talked to Sydney Powell. I respect Sydney Powell deeply. Sydney Powell has earned our benefit of the doubt in that no one thought she could prove General Flynn was innocent. And she has done that. Now she's saying a lot of stuff. And uh, the media is freaking out. It's not my job to make the media feel better. In fact, it's my job to cause the media as much pain as is humanly possible. I want them in agony, people. I want them to suffer. I want them to scream. I want them to be on the rack. I want them to be stretched seven foot nine. I want them to be minute bowl on the rack. Do you, are you reading what I'm saying? So it's not for me to go, the media is really upset, Sydney. It would like more information. Uh, nor is it my job to criticize Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson and Sidney Powell are both, uh, first of all, I, I, I met Tucker Carlson too, and I've got great respect for both of them. And if they're sideways with each other, they're adults and they will figure it out. It, it, that is between them. That being said, eventually Sidney Powell's going to have to put this stuff in front of a court. I, 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 it, it would strike me as unbelievably odd if she had no evidence backing up what she said. Now, we know there is evidence of systemic fraud. I, I've seen it myself. I saw, you know, uh, I, I know there are uh, affidavits. You've read affidavits or witness, witness statements, essentially. And uh, there's other evidence out there where it will be enough to convince three judges, because you got to convince three, to choose the winner of the election. Well, that's, you know, that that's going to be tough. And I, I, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's going to be tough because a judge is going to be reluctant to do that. And there are lots of reasons to uh, be reluctant. A judge says, you know, may say, I'm not going to get in between a legislative and a, uh, uh, an executive function because it's a, you know legislative that makes the laws and blah, blah, blah. I'm not, we're not going to get in, but there, you may not have standing. That is, the person bringing the lawsuit doesn't have the right to pursue that case because it didn't suffer personal damage 
and standing's a whole nother legal thing. There are lot, look, there are lots of reasons that they can couch it in. At the end of the day, anyone who tells you it's a snap to get a judge to pick the winner of the election, no matter what, even if, even if there's a lot of evidence and it's really compelling, that's a big ask. And we got to get that three times to win. Does it mean I don't think the election was rigged? I do think the election was rigged. I think there were systemic irregularities encouraged and uh, uh, created by Democrats specifically to ensure that Donald Trump's uh, uh, votes were suppressed and that Biden's were enhanced. I absolutely believe that to the core of my being. However, I have never gone into a court and said, you know, Your Honor, I, I, I don't have any kind of, you know, evidence. Uh, but I really think that my clients deserve your verdict. That just doesn't work. Uh, Sidney Powell's a pro. Rudy Giuliani is a pro. Remember, he didn't, he didn't just spring into being uh, a couple years ago as one of Trump's friends. He was a federal prosecutor, so is Sidney Powell, of uh, huge renown, enough to be elected mayor of a Democrat city. So, you know, these guys... They're, they're not nobodies. Are they election lawyers? They're, they're, they're not election lawyers. But remember, litigators usually or not usually, but sometimes aren't specialists in the field that they are litigating. You know, for instance, you could hire me to handle a real estate transaction lawsuit. You know, this real estate transaction went south for some reason. Now, I wouldn't necessarily be a huge real estate lawyer. I would obviously have them working with me. But that's not my skill set. My skill set is proving to a court, including a jury, perhaps, if it's a jury question, a case. And uh, they're, they're very good at this. They've got a good reputation uh, for uh, achieving stuff. So here's how I propose we do it. And call me crazy, but it's the constitutional way. Sidney Powell can make her case wherever she wants. If she wants to make it on Tucker Carlson or not, that's, you know, Sidney Powell's strategy. Uh, at some point, she is going to have to present facts and evidence to a court. And it's either going to be enough or it isn't. And there you are. That's, that's how it works. Remember, Donald Trump's not asking for anything special or unprecedented here. He's got a dispute with the elections. He's taking it to court, which is every American citizen's right if they feel they've been wrong. That's that's how you do this. The idea is some sort of abomination because he's making use of the procedures to resolve a dispute that are enshrined in our Constitution is ridiculous. And it's especially galling when it's the same pack of gibbering halfwits who've been muttering Russia, Russia, Russia for the last four years. Here's my thing on Twitter. I've stopped trying to, like, argue with them. I just go, oh, was Trump... Uh, legitimately elected in 2016, or did Russians hack the election? And you know, I never get an answer. About a month ago, I got no, he's not legitimate, and yes, they hacked the election. Now it's like, I can't believe that you're, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're questioning the sanctity of our electoral system. I, 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 I'm dizzy, I'm dizzy, I'm fainting. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Morrissey, like a Morrissey song. I'm all unsteady. It's kind of tiresome. I, uh, I, I, I just, I'm just not going to put up with it. Here's what's going to happen. Sometime before December 14th, these electoral uh, challenges are going to be resolved one way or the other. Okay. Do not imagine the Supreme Court is going to be eager to pick the winner of the election. 
if there are real questions of law and uh, uh, there's real evidence and there's real problems and real issues, uh, I don't think they will hesitate, but they they may just go, nope, we're going to stand with the lower court. I, I don't know how this is going to end. I, I don't know how this is going to end. And remember, like I said, the ending of this does not relate to the fact that there were systemic problems with this election that call into question the election of Joe Biden. Okay. And I'm talking to you like adults here. I don't want, I don't want a bunch of emails. Oh, Kurt, you know, oh, you have no faith. I, hey, I'm telling you straight up. It's tough to get a judge to pick the winner of an election. Even if you're right, it just is. Okay. No, the president shouldn't give up. No, the president and his lawyers should make the very best case possible, not just to vindicate himself in this election, but to demonstrate that our system has flaws that must be addressed. These, these election challenges are potentially one of his greatest contributions to our country. They, the idea that they somehow make us weaker by casting a spotlight on a, the unbelievable variety of abuses that we've seen. And I don't even have to get, I don't even have to, get to any of the, the systemic -y stuff. I mean, the way ballots are verified and the way they're counted and the uh, observation shenanigans. This stuff has got to be fixed. This system is broken. It's got to be fixed. And Donald Trump's shining a light on it. And he should. And any Republican who starts babbling about, oh, it's time to give in, you know, they're inevitably the ones who always wanted to give in. They're inevitably the always the ones who wanted to roll over. They are inevitably always the first to surrender. Yeah, there's always weak hearts. One in every unit. There's always somebody who starts hearing shooting, picks up, turns around and runs the hell away. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll account for them in due time. In the meantime... Take it, Mr. President, take it as far as uh, uh, good legal arguments and uh, solid evidence will take you. And then we'll see what happens. So that's me on the election. Okay. I don't know if it's what you want to hear. Not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what I think. And uh, that's, that's what I think. Yay! Least funny unredacted ever. Well, let's get to... Uh, <laughs> what? 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 We're on a laugh riot track. Uh, let's talk about my COVID adventure. So uh, I'm feeling kind of weird, like I have hay fever or something. And I'd been around people, and I was like, eh. So you know, I'm avoiding people, and I decide, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know, that morning I'm avoiding people. I'm, I'm gonna go to my doctor. So I have a doctor client and I uh, get squared away to get a, a quick nose swab from my car. I like pull the car up, my fine German touring sedan. They come out and they stick this freaking uh, musket, uh, uh, you know, like they're packing my nostril like I'm a brown bass, you know. And I'm, I'm like, holy crap, it's going to come out my ear. And they go back in and I drive off and I get a text like 20 minutes later. Negative. I'm like, booyah. It's just hay fever. Right. Just normal hay fever. That's great. And then two hours later, somebody I was hanging out with uh, and working with said, hey, one of our group just tested positive. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. Really? So I kind of go into my little quarantine vibe. 
and uh, day passes. I'm not allowed to go to work. Day passes. Another day passes. Another day passes. I'm treating myself like I have. I'm starting to feel a little worse. Okay. Scratchy throat, a little bit of cough. The most minor fever ever, I think it's like 100.4. And um, I'm not, I, I can taste everything. Never lost my sense of taste. Uh, never fatigued. In fact, I would be sitting at home and look, nobody loves a nap more than me. Okay. I, I just get, get, the, get barky and bitey and, you know, just chill for an hour or hour and a half nap. That's just, oh, I just love that. Couldn't nap. Didn't have any desire to. In fact, I, I worked the whole time on various stuff while I was, you know, locked in my bedroom slash prison. Uh, all the time, Arena's starting to get sick. And she got sicker than I did. And that kind of sucked. Uh, she lost her taste. It's coming back. Uh, had a big, much bigger fever a couple times, usually at night. Uh, felt terrible. Uh, kind of a medium flu for her. Uh, mine, I would call it like the least worst cold. Uh, I always get sick at CPAC. In fact, I famously got Duncan Hunter, Duncan Hunter, Derek Hunter's family uh, sick by when I uh, went to CPAC. Then we stayed with them and then I got them sick like an idiot. And I was, I was much sicker at Derek's. I mean, I was just, I was a mess. Uh, this time I, I felt bad. I, I knew it was wrong. Uh, I probably would have gone and, you know, taken walks and exercise if Arena hadn't nailed me into my room shut. Uh, she's, she's over growling at me because I infected her. I don't blame her. Uh, but she had it much worse than I did. So we basically sat around and worked on crisis uh, and, and did other stuff. And, and it, it just takes time. And, uh, you know, I'm recording this on Sunday, the, was it, 22nd. And, uh, you know, I, I feel, uh, I, I feel, you know, 99.9% .9 normal. I haven't had a fever in like five or six days. Uh, most of my symptoms are gone. I cough every once in a while. Uh, here, my, my symptoms would have shown up a week ago, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, which would be, uh, like the ninth, maybe the eighth. And um, so what happens is it's 10 days after your symptoms show, plus no fever for 24 hours when you're not using uh, like a fever reducer like Tylenol or aspirin, plus your symptoms are improving. That's when you're considered no longer infectious. Okay. As our CDC guidelines. Uh, so I didn't trust them. I waited like 12 13 days. I'm still wearing them. You know, I still wear a mask around the house and I, you know, I, I, look, I tested positive. I'm going to wear a mask. I, I don't, it's not, not crazy. I, I, I add the thing and I'm going to wear it, you know, you avoid the other people. Fortunately, I have teenagers, so they don't want to talk to me anyway. Um, you know, washing our hands all the time, washing everything, uh, just, you know, trying to, trying to be normal. I'm still doing it. Uh, Arena and I are technically both a couple days at least past the infectious stage. We are free to go wander about, uh, but we're not. We're we're going to take it. We're going to take it easy for a while, and then probably go take another test. So, what what is my COVID nineteen? Uh, where are my feelings about COVID nineteen? I thought it was uh, uh, a a very mild cold. Lasted a little longer than a cold normally would. Uh, I took, uh, I took a lot of vitamin C, vitamin D. I took a lot of zinc. 
I took what's called quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-I-T-N. That's a Dr. Drew recommended thing. And uh, I know Dr. Drew and he's a smart guy. So we, we took that pretty good. And I, I think it helped us. We both had minor cases. Uh, we're staying away from vulnerable people, staying away from everybody for a while and just acting with a little damn common sense. And of course, the governor's freaking out, Governor Hairstyle. Hey, I'm putting in a curfew from 10 to 5. Oh, well. Yeah, you know what? You know when we caught it? 10 to 5, right? Yeah, we're out partying all night at our all night rave, coughing each other's faces. That's what an idiot. I, I just I just hate this stuff so much. Here's how you handle it with common sense. Handle it with common sense. Here's a, here's the surprise fact. You're probably going to get it. If you don't get the vaccine, you're probably going to get it. Okay. Sorry. It's called a pandemic for a reason. You're part of the pan, okay? You're part of the pan. Uh, if you've got, no, it can kill you. And there are people who get very, very sick and die from it. So don't go cough in older people's faces. I mean, that is sure, one of my favorite things to do is not I like finding some old geezer and hacking up a lung in his mug. Uh, but I can't do that right now. Because as much as I like coughing in old people's faces, I don't want to kill them. So, you know, Common sense. You'll get by. It's annoying, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things. So, anywho. Oh, hey, we got more. Wait, there's more going on. Crisis. Crisis is my new book, my fifth in the Kelly Turnbull series. Now, if you've read them, and you should read them because uh, they're Andrew Breitbart inspired. Andrew said, look, conservatives, you got to go out and make some entertainment. But, but... Don't make it conservative entertainment. Make it fun. When I wrote the first Kelly Turnbull book, which is People's Republic back in 2016, my idea was to write something that was fun. Uh, I'd never published a novel before. I had probably have a couple written and they're terrible and they're, you know, in, in, in storage somewhere. Uh, but uh, I thought, hey, you know, what happens if America split into? That's kind of interesting. What would red America look like? What would blue America look like? And how could I how could I mix my love of airplane books? You know, the kind of action adventure books you get at an airport and you read on a plane. So I had, you know, a guy, America red and blue splits and, you know, it splits in two. And the, this red state operator goes into the blue states to rescue somebody. Uh, and it's basic blue states, basically West Coast, East Coast, mid, uh, Northern Midwest. You know, it, it just worked. Uh, I was trying to be outrageous, you know, make it, oh, I got, well, the blue people, uh, I don't know, it'll make misgendering people a crime. That's funny. Yeah. A lot of my stuff that I talked about, a lot of the insane politically correct stuff that I had the blue state people doing, all happened. I've actually had to become more outrageous in each book. And, and each book gets overcome by events. People are like, it's... Are you sure this is fiction? It's like a nonfiction. And Crisis is closest to reality because it tells the story. You know, People's Republic takes place, you know, a while down the road after they've split up. Crisis is about splitting up. It's about the country falling apart and how it comes to be split apart. And, uh, you know, the hero is Kelly Turnbull. He's an army guy. Uh, likes his Wilson Combat CQB 45. Uh, he, he, his... his First, you know, you know, some people solve problems with their words. He solves problems with this 230 grain hollow point. Uh, and I, I and, and he 
he's a smart ass and uh, he also doesn't like other people. And I, look, I when I'm writing this thing, I was like, when I, the first one, I was like, okay, Kelly Turnbull. And uh, I'll tell you where I got the name. Kelly, because it's a K sound. And K sounds are just funny. And Turnbull, because that was my middle school. So I thought, Turnbull, strong like bull. Hmm, good macho name. That's a good one. And I want a, I want a character. I want no characterization, right? I want a cipher. Because there's nothing I hate more than when a character stops doing action-y stuff and starts sharing his feelings. And, of course, Kelly Turnbull hates feelings and tells people he hates feelings, which is, makes him fun. Uh, but, you know, over the five books, he's kind of developed. He's not a sissy. He's not a weenie. There's not lots of feelings. But, yeah, he's a little more well-rounded than a, you know, angry killing machine. And uh, people, people love it. I've sold well into six figures on the Kelly Turnbull books. Uh, and Crisis, holy crap. It went to number 33 on Amazon out of 8 million books, 33. My previous uh, record for a Kelly Turnbull book was 121, which is still unbelievably good. I got into 57 with one of my traditional books because, right, I write, do a Kelly Turnbull and then I do a traditional book every year for a regular publisher, you know, with all the regular publishy stuff. I got into 57, which is, again, really good. This one, 33. Let's uh, let, let's explore some of the other thirty-three because I want to I want to show you who beat me. So number one is the Promised Land by Barack Obama. Okay, good God, I just who's the guy who goes? You know what I want to read? Barack Obama's fourth autobiography. He's fifty-nine. Uh, then there's something Brandon Sanderson's Rhythm of War, the Starlight. Stormlight Archive. I don't know what the hell that is. Michael Conley. Okay, he does Bosch. That sounds fun. Uh, a single thread, a novel. And there's like girls walking on it in the cover. That sounds terrible. If You Tell, a true story of murder, family, and blah, blah, blah. David Baldacci's got something. It's an Atlee Pine thriller. I don't know who Atlee Pine is, but uh, okay. And there's another... Uh, Oh, wait, I just got a uh, text from Nick Searcy. I think he found his cameo. By the way, I do lots of cameos for our friends in the book. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, a Kindle book called Office Grump with somebody who looks like he sings from boys to men in it. Uh, See Me After Class. There's a guy who doesn't have a shirt on. I don't think I want my kids in his class. There's a John Grisham book, a Lee Child book, uh, something called Rushing In, a small town family romance. And there's a sweaty dude without a shirt. And let's see what else. I'm just I'm going through these now with a little speed. The Night Watchman, uh, Janet Ivanovich. I've heard of her. Brian Sanderson has another one. Dom Shard from the Stormlight Archive. What the hell is a Stormlight Archive? How is there like entire series I have no idea about? And then Dark Secrets Unveiled is there. Okay, Harry Potter. All right, Harry Potter's still up there. Uh, at number 23. That's unbelievable. Shuggy Bane, a novel. I don't know what that hell it, that is. Uh, let's see. Lord of the Rings is there. A Very Bossy Christmas. And there's a guy without a shirt. Why are there so many dudes without shirts in the top 50 books at Amazon? Right? 
I just don't understand. Uh, the Christmas fix, and there's a girl, and she's wearing a man's shirt. Apparently, she has all their shirts. She's not wearing pants, though. So, I guess you know how that goes. Uh, the complete Harvard classics. I don't know what the hell that is. Magical midlife invasion. A paranormal women's... Oh, done. We're finished. Break me. A bad girl, good girl standalone. And there's a guy glowering. Uh, the Stopover, the Miles High Club Book One. I don't know what it is. Let's see. Stealing His Bride by Mink is another one. This is all the stuff that's done better than my book. Every other book you've ever heard of is doing worse right now than my book. So I want you to know that. I'm, I'm, I'm like number 51 at this moment. Or was 51? Where the hell am I? Oh, now I'm 64. Gosh darn it. I'm right after Beauty and the Beast, a modern day fairy tale. I promise you, standalone college sports. And there's a guy and he's got a half shirt on. So all these things are doing better than my book. I'm doing better than Ken Follett. Uh, that's that's good. And uh, something called I'm doing better than something called the Demon King. Yes, shirtless guy. He's got wings, though. So anyway, that's that's pretty much where we're going. Uh, those are the books that are doing better than mine right now. But uh, it's a lot of fun. You should go get Crisis. You should actually read all of them. Uh, I do do a lot of cameos. I think I just got a text a second ago from Nick Searcy about his cameo. And uh, he's, I uh, hope he takes it well. But you'll find lots of folks. You can, Larry O'Connor's in it. Chris DeGaulle is in it. Uh, lots, of, lots of town hall folks. Uh, there'll be more in the next one. It's going to be The Split. And it probably won't have to wait a whole year for that one. So I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's good. I think you ought to go get it. And uh, I think that's, uh, where can you get it? You can only get it at Amazon. You can get paperback or Kindle. Why is it only at Amazon? Because it's only at Amazon. Jeez, stop complaining. Gosh. So many people, where's the audio book? You want me to, wait, I'm going to go and get the Harry Potter wand and make the audio book. Good God. I don't have an audio book yet. So anyway, go get Crisis. You'll like it. It'll be fun. Be rock and rolling. Ow! I just got bit by, uh, bit by Barky, which is ironic. And uh, any case, this is Kurt Schlichter. This was uh, my unredacted podcast. Of uh, It'll be released on November 23rd, 2020. So uh, stick around and remember to check out my town hall article today, which is... Uh, Related to the crisis stuff, it is uh, uh, called uh, uh, "Should America Split Apart?" Or ask the magical question. I'll get a spoiler. No, why the hell should I go anywhere? It's my country, but uh, you should read it. So check it out, and I'll see you next time on Unredacted, the Kurt Schlichter Town Hall VIP Podcast. Bye bye. Hey, this is the Unredacted Podcast Addendum for uh, November twenty third, twenty twenty. Uh, I just finished the the main one where I talked about uh, me having COVID and about my great new novel, Crisis. Uh, but I also had a long soliloquy about, hey, how do we deal with Sidney Powell? And then I got back to the unreal world. Uh, that is, I looked at Twitter, and lo and behold, as I was talking, 
the president's team let her go. The president's team says she's not part of our uh, lawsuit. And this is Rudy and Gina Ellis, who's a uh, uh, campaign lawyer for Trump. And she's, she's working for herself. And uh, uh, some uh, folks, I think Byron York is one, report from anonymous sources that uh, Sidney Powell was asked to show the evidence showing her a- allegations, which, uh, and I didn't know this, included uh, saying a bunch of Republicans were bought off essentially by Dominion. And she said, they, they allegedly said, Sidney, you got to show us the evidence. Maybe not a court yet, maybe not Tucker, but us. And allegedly she couldn't do it. Whatever happened, the the campaign lawyers said, hey, we're done with you. You're going in a different direction. Uh, my, uh, my guess is they were unsatisfied with what she had to show her. They didn't like her accusations, and they probably thought it was interfering with their much more mundane kind of electoral challenges, which are things like, you know, ballot counting procedures, observation procedures, verification. It's not sexy stuff, but it's the blocking and tackling of an election. And that's what they want to focus on. Even if the president fails, and I, like I said before, I, I think it's an uphill fight. Even if the president fails, that provides the basis for challenging uh, these laws down the road. So... Any case, I wanted to bring that up because it just happened right away, and I could, and I could throw it in there, and uh, you know, there you go. It's just sort of uh, you know my little uh, uh, addendum. What do I think? Uh, I don't know. I will see what Sydney Powell says. You know, she can give up her evidence, or she can keep fighting in her own way. Whatever, whatever happens, um, I think that. Uh, uh, the president's legal team needs to continue the fight. And uh, she should, uh, you know, if she believes she's got something, then she should share it with, uh, uh, at the appropriate time. And whether that's court or to the media or wherever, that's what she should do. Anyway, that's uh, that's my little addendum. And I just wanted to give that to you because uh, there had been a little change. But, uh, you know, Sidney Powell has uh, kind of uh, gone her own way. And uh, the uh, Trump campaign's gone another. And, uh, uh, you know, I wish the best for her, but uh, uh, she's apparently off the team. So anyway, that's, that's where we're at right now. So talk to you next time on Unredacted. <laughs>